Welcome to our weekly we mean weekly Wednesday night shield in Nishmas Nachmiyakim and Svi here Shalom Shalom and Bat Shavachana Bas Ibadul Chaim Avram Shalom. The Shabbos, of course, Pashas Tetzaveh, Shabbos Pashas Zocher, Shabbos Erev Purim. What else do you like on the list for this week? It's enough for the menu. I guess that's enough for the menu for right now. Two Sifri Tera will be taken out, Mir Tashem. Um, first Sifri Tera will read Pashas Tetzaveh. Four seven Elias, and then from Maftir, second Sefer Torah will be read, which will be Shabbos Pashas, which will be Pashas Zocher in Chumash Devarim Kiseitzei. Pashas Zocher is Min It's an obligation from the Torah to hear Pashas Zocher. The part, the obligation is is of course on men, women, and children. Therefore. Everyone should see if they get out to the Shabbos. Find out when local Torah reading of the shul, your local shul, when they will be reading Pashas Zacher. Um, Pash Tzave always comes out in the same time of The same time of the day of the month of Zion Other, as we spoke, Zion Other was the yard site of Meishe Rabbeinu, and of course also the birth of Meishe Rabbeinu. Just to say, Yomim Eil Miskarim Venasim. In this card, and Vinatsa mentioned, of course, are referring to make reference to the days. This is the obligation of remembering Amalek, and Vinatsa, of course, is the destruction of Amalek. And therefore, as it comes out, Erev Purim, we find the connection of the Kriya of Zacher, of remembering, and the following Kriya, I don't know where the Sikh is, and the following Kriya of the following day of, of Purim, which is, of course, the day which we remember to again eradicate Amalek. Um, Going to spend a bit of time on the Megillah explanations or elaborations on the Megillah itself. Pashtitzave, as we all know, is the Parsha, the first and the only Parsha in which, since the birth of Meshir Abenu, Meshir Abenu is omitted. His name is omitted. 
The Balaturim says in the beginning of our Pasha, the Hiski Meshav is not stated, Meshav is not mentioned in this Pasha. Mashenkim, we call it Chumash. Mashenkim, the rest of the Chumash. Mary. A cup of grapefruit juice. And the rest of the Chumash. Shem Yishah, Shenelet Meshav, from the time that Meshav Benu was born. Ein Seydish Lehuskebei, Lehuskeba, there's no Chumash, no Parsha, that Meshav is not mentioned in it. Vahatam, what is the reason? Shem Shama, Mechini, Namasifra, Hashem Kasafta. He tells the Almighty, he tells Hashem Yisbarech that if you're not going to forgive the Jewish nation and you're going to insist on destroying the Jewish nation, Nachman al-Tzan, then Mechainina Mesifrecha Shekesavta erase my name, says Mesha, from the Sefer, the Taylor that you have written and thereby he saved the Jews. That's very good of you. Uh, okay. Here we have to understand the word mechia, erasing, eradicating. It's only possible you can erase something and it's there. If you write something down and you erase it, you take it out. If it's not there in the Chathila, you're not erasing it. If I don't write something, I'm not erasing it. I'm omitting it, but I'm not erasing it. Basak says in Tehillim, in Samach Tes, Tes, chapter... 69, verse 29. The words that are not written, that are already erased. The words that you did not write, do not write them anymore. So if you want to tell me that, according to Pasha Tetzavah, which was said prior to the story of the ego, of the golden calf, Then it's something that already happened, it's already said. But according to some deists, some, some opinions, Pasha Tisaba comes after the story of the, the golden calf. Although the chronolo- chronologically is not, it doesn't look such, but it does happen as such, because Ein Mukta Mukha So how is it possible to explain, Mechen, you know, on Pasha Tisaba, when it didn't happen yet? How can you erase your name retroactive? Sorry. To explain this, we know what it says before. There's no strength that's missing actual action. So therefore, Bidei Shemayim According to heavenly decree, 
even something that does not yet exist, but should exist, or will come into fruition, because in heaven there's no difference between the actual happening of when it happens and if it's happened yet. So therefore it could be wiped out. So by not saying it, Pashat Tzavah, even though it wasn't said yet, because it comes out that Mechia, that the actual erasing of Moshe's name, Taka did take place. Now, we said that the Balturim says there's no other saint, no other Chumash, no other Pash in the Teda, that Mesh's name is not mentioned. Turn the page. A few books down the line. Pash's Ekev, Re'ei, Sheftim, Kiseitze, Nitzavim, Mesh's name is not mentioned. Half of Chumash Devarim, Mesh Rebbein is not mentioned. So how can you say only to Tzavah? Oh. a simple explanation to that is, how does Devarim actually start? Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy starts, These are the words that Mesh spoke. And this word, this sentence, this opening line, goes on the entire Chumash, on the entire book of the Trinamri, of Bodhvarim. And therefore, Mesh is talking the whole time, so he has to mention his own name in the middle. Let's go a little deeper than that. Since as we just mentioned that Mechia, erasing is only Shaykh to something that exists, because Enakir Chasapel, so therefore we can say, we touch that therefore, that the Mechia was B'day Shemayim, that was erased by heavenly, heavenly decree, even something that has not yet be, been written. Therefore we can say that Mechini is connected every place. That Mesh's name was already mentioned, or that it should have been mentioned. And therefore it's possible to be erased. So therefore there's no question. The Pashis of Chumash Bereshis, the Sedis of Chumash Devarim, because there, Moshe Rabbeinu's name did not need to be omitted. It, not be, it was not written. But Pashas Tetzaveh, Moshe Rabbeinu's name should have been mentioned. Because in the beginning it comes in a continuation with all that's happening before, from the beginning of Pashas Truma. But the end comes with Asisa Mizbach Miktar. This is an Indian for itself. First explains the clay, the vessels of the Mishkan, the garments of the Kahanim, and then comes all the Pash Hamiluim, how it was all filled in, how it was done. After all that, it talks about the Mizbeach HaPnimi, the Mizbeach, the altar that was inside in the Kaidish. There was a Mizbech on the outside in the courtyard in the Azara, and there was a Mizbech inside, where the Meneda 
Shulchan stood inside in the Kodesh, there was also a Mizbeach. Where is this Mizbeach described? Only at the end of Tetzavah. But it was done with the whole Mishkin. So therefore a special mention was mentioned in this Mizbeach Moshe's name should have been mentioned. Therefore, the terrorist comes. His name was not mentioned because Mechani, no. This either was not directed to him, or this was not put directly for him, his name placed on this. In the same theme, The Balaturim says in the beginning of the parasha, as we said, we just spoke, that his name should be erased from the parasha. There's a tremendous hint for this. Chazal say, sages tell us, The Almighty went 500 years to purchase a name for him. And Sifi Chassidus explain what is the concept of the 500. And through this 500, the name is revealed. The name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We know that 501, Tafkuf Aleph, is of course more than one more than Tafkuf. 500. And this shows us the one references the Yehudi Shalelam, the oneness of the world, which is God. This is the essence of God Himself. God Himself is higher than the concept of a name, of worldly factors, which is included within this 500. And the same is also with the soul of a person. The soul of a person is called by five names. <coughs> Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, and Yechida. These are the five names that the soul is given. Each one within them has a hundred. So the completion of the whole number is 10 times 10, which is 100. So with the five names that there are for the Neshama, we have the 500. So the 501, therefore, is one more than the 500. This teaches us, this makes reference to the Etzim HaNeshama, which is higher than names. The word Tetzaveh is the, the, the gematria, the numerical value 501. So now we just explained, this is a very, very severe number. Because in this Pasha, the name 
Again, referencing to the concept of name, which took 500 years to put together. The name of Moshe, which is going to explain now what this name references to him. Like the Klayokar explains, the Atatitzava, the name, the Atatitzava is referring, making reference to his actual Mahus and his Asmus. This is hinted in the 501, the one more than the 500 of Tetzave. Pash Tetzave, since we're talking numbers, Pash Tetzave has another numerical value to it. Oh, there are 101 psukim in Pasha Tetzave. Now, every Pasha has, an, at the end of the Pasha, the number of psukim and has a simon. A simon, a word that makes reference to that number. The number of 101 in Pasha Tetzave, the simon is Michael. Michael is an angel. When Meshe Rabbeinu gives, let us say, gives grief, but not really, is refusing to take to lead the Jews and to take care, etc., etc. David tells him, "I'm going to send my Malach, my angel. I'm going to send." When the, when the Almighty says Malachi, my angel, he's referencing the same letters of Malachi as the word Michoel, referencing to Malach Michoel. And therefore, it's Pash Tetzavah that's chosen to omit Mesh Rabbeinu's name, because Pash Tetzavah has this 101 Psukim. Which is Gematria Mechoel, which again is reiterating what Hashem Yisbarach says when he told Moshe, <coughs> I'm going to send my angel before you. Again, going back to the Balaturim, the Balaturim explains why Meshav in his name is not mentioned here. Because Meshav in said, and we know the curse of a Chacham, of a Tzadik, even if it's on a condition, it comes through, it comes to fruition. Now let's understand. You want to tell me Moshe's name is not mentioned in the Pasha. Okay, it's not mentioned. But you can't say there's no reference made to Moshe because references there's no lacking of. 
And the main and first reference the Pasha gives us is the first word of the Pasha. The Almighty tells Moshe, Ve'ata titzave. And you should command. Who is, who is you? We all know the intention of that is Moshe. The Almighty is making reference to Moshe Rabbeinu right away in the first word of the Pasha, of the Pasha that we're going so adamantly explaining that Moshe's name is not mentioned in. And yet, the first word of the Pasha, Ve'ata, is direct reference to Moshe. And as we said, the Kleyakar explains, this Ve'ata, when he talks about Moshe Rabbeinu, in reference of Ve'ata, we know the famous story of the Alter Rebbe, we've said it many times, that Samach Tzedek was a little boy, he sat many times on the, on the Alter Rebbe's lap, on his grandfather's lap. One day, the Alter Rebbe was trying to teach little Samach Tzedek a lesson, of what the essence of a person is all about. So he asked the Samach Tzedek, the little boy, he says to him, Zagmir, Vuz Zayde, tell me, where is your grandfather? Where is grandfather? So the little innocent boy points to his grandfather's beard. So he laughs and says, Thus is Zayde's bird. Vuz Zayde. So again, the little frustrated little boy points to the head. And again, the Alter Rebbe tells him, Thus is Zayda's cup. Vuz Zayda. This is grandfather's head. Where is grandfather? And one last time, he points to the Alter Rebbe's chest. And the Alter Rebbe says to him, Thus is Zayda's kerper. Vuz Zayda. This is his grandfather's body. Where is grandfather? The little boy got frustrated. And he jumped off his grandfather's lap and went to play. But his games were short-lived because he decided to hide behind the door of the study of the Alter Rebbe. He knew the Alter Rebbe was coming in any moment to his study. So he hid himself behind the door. When the Alter Rebbe walks into the, his room, the little Tzamech Tzedek calls out to him and says, Zayde! And the Alter Rebbe turns around and he says, Ot Zayde! There's grandfather. Because his whole Metzius, his whole Etzim, his Mohus and its Atzmus responded to Zayde. And this response to Zayde showed this was actually Zayde. So therefore we find that this Pasha is not just talking about Meishe Rabbeinu, not just mentioning Meishe Rabbeinu, but making reference directly to him, and Atzmus of Meishe Rabbeinu, his entire essence, his entire existence.
So in that case, where is this jive, as we say, with his name being obliterated from the thing? Maybe we could say, say an explanation for this. Meish Rabbeinu, his entire essence was Teda. And the entire Teda is his essence, as we say and make reference always to Teda's Meish. The Teda of Meish Rabbeinu. So therefore, as we know, the Razal tell us, He gave his whole essence over to Tater. It says that this is the Tater's Meshavdi. In that case, by omitting Mesha's name from the Tater, it doesn't say that something is missing. It doesn't make something of Mesha's greatness lacking. But it talks about Moshe. That he is one, his oneness with the Tater. And the mentioning of his name is in essence what re- reaches out to Moshe himself. So what is so shocking? His request, Mechenino. He wasn't asking for the good people of the generation. He was asking about the Jews that Achman al-Itzlan sinned by Cheta Egel. And they cut themselves off entirely from Teda. They went and made a golden calf and they served the golden calf Achman al-Itzlan. They totally separated themselves from Teda. It's for these people that Meshul Rabbeinu put his life on the line. And where does Meshul learn how to do this? From where does he take such behavior? From Hashem, from HaKadosh Baruch Himself. Teda and the Ebishta are all one. And Chazal say, Our sages teach us, Teda, V'Yisrael, Darken Shal B'nei Adam, Eminim HaTeda Kadma. First we say Teda, then we say Yisrael. Avlani Eime Yisrael Kidma. But I say the Jews came first. Because the source of the Jewish soul is higher than Teda. It's one with the Abishta. In a way that's so deep that Kaidman, it, it pre, 
It comes before it. Not only comes it comes before even Teda. And we see this that Yisrael even uh, it says Yisrael af bishachota Yisrael who if you keep your score at home, it's a Gemara in Sanhedrin Memdalad Amar Aleph, forty four side one in Sanhedrin. That Yisrael af bishachota Yisrael who a Jew even though he sinned is a Jew. He goes on the name Yisrael. A Jew that tears himself off, God forbid, entirely from Tera, is considered Yisrael. Because this cutting off from Tera can never connect, can never disconnect between the Almighty and the Jews. This will always remain intact. And therefore we find Mameh Shirabeinu that although his own not his own connection with Tata he connected also with every single Jew even those that God forbid severed themselves from Tata and he connected himself in so much in such a deeper way And according to this, now we understand why his name was not mentioned in our Pasha. In a Pasha that discusses the Mahusay at Smusay of Meshrabinu. Because the name of a person does not reference, not reflect on the person himself. A name is only needed for his fellow person. I don't need my name unless somebody wants to call me. Someone wants to make reference, they call by my name, and that's how you know who I am. You can't call me my neshama, and you can't give my neshama a number. So therefore, name a name is only for another person. But the person himself doesn't need the name. And we see clearly, when a child is born, he doesn't have a name. Several days after, they give him a name. So the name is not show on the mahus, on the essence of the person. Because the essence of the person is much higher, much greater than name. Although the name does have a connection with the neshama, because the name is given with Ruach HaKedesh, etc. So therefore, we find that the name of Moshe Rabbeinu, his actual bond with the Jews which comes from his actual essence, and therefore it's much higher than his name. Therefore, by his name being omitted in this particular pasha, where his essence essence is found, it is that much stronger.
And we said before, since Pashat Tzav is always read near the time of his Zayin Oder, therefore this Pashat was chosen not to have his name. But why, on the hint of his passing, would the Teda take out his name? And we just spoke that ultimately the name is for others, and therefore it teaches us the legacy of the righteous person. And therefore the name is mentioned after the person's demise. And it, we know who is being referenced because of the name. We don't know the Nishama itself. Throughout, we know Mesha is always referenced, addressed by God, in second person. Sorry. Correct. In Tetzaveh, Mesha is mentioned always in third person, Va'ata. Whereas many times Mesha is referenced by the Ebishta in second Isaiah teaches us that a tzaddik when he passes in the present tzaddik that passes on is present in all worlds physical world included and even more after he passes than in the time in his lifetime because on one hand tzaddik's physical passing reflects that the soul goes up the soul ascends To the spiritual essence. On the other hand, the heightened condition now of the tzaddik soul is now fully accessible for everybody. To draw spiritual life and inspiration. Even more during his physical lifetime. He's no longer confined to a body. So the tzaddik's influence is much greater than when he was limited to a physical world. So now we understand why Moshe's passing is now mentioned. The week of Moshe's passing, the Torah mentions his name, it leaves his name out. Even when it refers to his essence in the second person. As we said, the name is only for others to use. And now being on an external plane, Moshe is that much higher and that much closer to God and much more that much more accessible to the Jews. Megillus Esther begins with Vahibi Meachashvelish. When you read those words, you don't know the story. You don't know what's about to happen to Vashti. 
You don't know about Haman's rise to power. And you don't know how Haman is going to look to Hashem eradicate the Jews. It was the days of Achashvedish. Fashion tell us Fashion tell us Akashvedish makes reference to God, the Kurdish Baruch. The word Akashvedish Huh? Because Akris and Reishis is the Akas Shvedish. His Akris and his Reishis, his beginning is end. Awkward. Comparing God to Akas To a king of flesh and bones. I have you keeping score at home? The Gemara Megillah, Yud Beis Menalov says, Achashverosh was a tippish. Hmm. Why then do the sages make such a comparison? The essence of what the result telling us. Because the Malchus of Achashvedish rolls into, continues into the Malchus of Achashvedish. The Yisaid and the Shadish, the foundation and root of every union, from the highest of high, and the height of the Malchus Lamata, which is of course referred to as Malchusa the Arro. Where is the Malchusa the Arro, the, the the kingdom of the world, where's its roots? From Malchus of the Rekia. From the Malchus of heaven. And this is therefore, Achashvedish is Akadosh Baruch Hu. Just like the Indian of Malucha by Achashvedish, simple here down in this world, how does that come about? Because there is a concept of Malucha Lamaila. And it goes down level to level to level to level to come down to Akashvedish. So in the beginning, it starts off, of course, with holiness, with Kedusha. 
which this is the Malchus of Beis David, or any other Shevet Yisrael, that goes in the way of the Tehra Mitzvah. Until it comes down to the lowest of low, the Malucha of the Goy, so much lower than that to the Tipish of Achashverish. So now we understand there's no contradiction by saying that Achashverish is referenced to by Akadosh Baruch Hu. Even though Achashverish is the Melech Tipish, but his mucker, his source of everything, even the lowest of low that he ever stooped to, comes from Akadosh Baruch Hu. And this is what the Rambam writes. Ramam writes in Seder Satera, Perik Beis Halachates. Kolanim Tzayim, everything that's found, ad yitish cotton, till the smallest fly, flea, sheyeb tabur aaretz, is in the belly of the earth. Hakol mekayach amitzei nimtzol. This all comes from the kayach of the Ebrista, and therefore also the Yinam Luchav Achashverish, the Melech Tipish, comes from the Melchut of the Ikiya. But as we asked before, by he is a Russian tsar, pain. What tsar are we aware of here? According to Drush, we'll explain the tsar, the pain that's expressed in this very pasuk from the essence and the concepts of the pasuk. Before you read the story, before we hear about Haman and his decrees and everything else, it was the days of Achashvedesh. He was ruling. Ashvedish was the ruler. This in itself was Tsar. This taught us that we were in Golis, under the kingship, under the rulership of Achashvedish, not under the rulership of Melech Beis David. And therefore, to add to that, According to the explanation we still say because in the time that English existed the revelation of godliness in the world was on a tremendously high level you didn't need to look for signs for hints from the Malchus Bosavadam 
Till the Bnei Neach. To hint about the greatness of God. In the time of Golos, as Zavad of Melech makes reference, I say, Seinu Lereinu, Veinid Novi Veleitonu, Yudei Adma, we need to look for a dogma from Achashvedish to learn from an Achashvedish Achashvedish Shalei the concept of godliness. The mere fact that we need to drag down Malchus the Rekia, the Malchus of heavenly the heavenly rule to Malchus the Ara in order for us to understand what godliness, the greatness of God is, that in itself is pain. That in itself shows us how bitter the Golas is. When it comes to Tata, we say, every day has to be new. Kol Especially when it comes to Purim. We know the Bashemta says about Purim on the Mishnah in the beginning of, of uh, Masech's Megillah, the second Perik. If someone reads the Megillah as a past tense story, he's not Yetzir. Why? If the person, as we just said, we explained it, Someone reads it and says that this is a story of the past. It's something that happened when Akashvesh was the king of Shushan, Shushnabira. And it has nothing to do with our lives today. He's not Yetzir. He didn't fulfill what Megillah is all about. you're putting a, a burden on the service, a person's service to God. A person needs to serve God with a full heart. Here we're asking him to take his whole understanding, his whole brain, from one side, after him, Megillah, according to the Din, and understand the Psukim, the story, and from the other side, and therefore, the story of the Megillah the way it is. It happened thousands of years ago. From the other side, you want me to do what you want me from me is to feel this is something that's happening with me today. So this is therefore that Azal give us Kerch, that Akashvedish Zakarj Baruchu. Akhris Vereshis Shalai, it's all one. The Reishis, the beginning and the Akhris and the after. Are in Yanim of today's day. Alvar, Heve, Osid, past, present, and future, all one. And Akadish Baruch was the Balabayas at all times. In a way that sometimes is totally opposite one from the other. As we see in the word of Akashvedish. Akashvedish is one word. And from there we give the kayak to each and every Jew that in the day of Purim it should be by him the Kriya Samagila Kipshuta, the regular reading of Bishuta, 
reading of, of Megillah itself, like a new thing. The Hidal of the Maisel, when it comes to Simcha's Purim, this is the greatest Simcha that could possibly be, which has been a Hafachu, just turning everything over. And the days of Purim, the battle takes place on the 13th of Adar. The Yomtev of the 14th of Adar will continue, and needs to continue, to bring constant Simcha to Bnei Yisrael on today's day, and each and every year. Tomorrow is Tainus Esther. Rabbi, it's not on the regular day. Do I have to fast? Rabbi, yes. Rabbi, I gotta work tomorrow. You gotta fast. Oh, come on, Rabbi, I get a headache. You gotta fast. Rabbi, it's not Tisha B'Av Yom Kippur. You gotta fast. That's basic conversation between rabbi and constituent when the conversation in reference to the fasting tomorrow. Um, providing, of course, the person asks the question. Um, if the person is enough of Yerushimayim. You have those people that are not that much of Yerushimayim and they take the law into their own hands and they say, I'm going to do it myself. I don't want to fast. Well, understand something if you're not on medications you're not God forbid suffering from an illness you're going to get a headache from the withdrawal of your coffee don't throw out traditions tradition is a tradition Generations since the days of Esther Malka, this day has been fasted on. Unless extraneous, extraneous circumstances, don't push it away. Because once you stop pushing this away, how many other things get pushed away? It gets pushed away to an extent where you physically forget about it. And thereby not teaching it to your future generations. <clears throat> and your future generation doesn't even, need to know, doesn't even know to ask. Today's a fast day, not a fast day. Mama, Papa never fasted. It's called Tainus. called Tainus Esther. We never fasted. It was never happened in our family. We only kept Tishabab and Yom Kippur. And you know something? There are traditional families that only keep Yom Kippur. They don't keep it even. They just they take their phones and they drive to shul. They might fast though, in between coffees. Tomorrow, of course, before mincha, by mincha. Another thing: if you don't, if you're not fasting, you can't be a part of a minion that le- reads the Torah vayichal, and vayichal is read by shachas and mincha. You can't say aneinu by mincha if you're not fasting. How much more are you depriving yourself of? Before Mincha, the tradition to give Machtsa Shekel. Machtsa Shekel, as we said, is three half dollar coins. 
which is the one and a half value, you redeem this by some of the has silver coins, the real coins. <coughs> you can give them the dollar fifty or more. You then take the coins, each one individual, one, two, and three, and put them all three in your hand, and lift them up and put them down again on the plate, and do that three times, and then rinse your hair. Um, Now, those that have a tradition to give for their wife and children, if you ever do that once, you should have two of the rest of your life, unless they do another. If you don't, then a child under 12 years old, under 13 years old, doesn't have to do it. A girl under 12 is not Mokhiv either. This year, Yigimaladr comes out on Shabbos. We don't say Avrachman, we won't say it's Kosh You may sit and tardy by Shalashudas for those who do. As long as there's an appetite at night to eat Mlav Malka. It's not considered Mlav Malka. It's called the Sudas Purim at night. Even though Sudas Purim has to be by day, the evening also has a Sudas Purim. When a person comes home from shul, a candle should be lit for Purim and should stay lit on the table. If superstitious went until night, into night, you do not say Valanism. We can learn the Megillah from a cough, practice on Shabbos, but obviously not allowed to carry it out. One should prepare it from, Shab- from before Shabbos. Do not bring the Megillah to Shul on Shabbos, even through a cotton, even through a child, even if there's an Ediv. Hmm? You cannot bring the Megillah on Shul to Shabbos. Shul on Shabbos. Erev Shabbat. Erev Shabbat, or they late. On Masai Shabbat, people can get there from after Shabbos. And if you're going to do that, you have to say, Baruch Amad Mekhej and take your Megillah and run to Shul. Um, Megillah must be read at night. There's no reading it earlier from Plaga Mincha or anything like that. Mat Shabbos for going with the Megillah, as we said, we have Sibarach Malushchel. Mat Shabbos Kedish, Yudav and and we read the Megillah, and then we say Havdallah. Someone at home, someone that read already, is going to read now for others, should make Havdallah first. Svardim, make a bed before Megillah. We don't have that custom. We're not Svardim. Purim comes out about Shabbos. You should not forget that the Shul lights the the Shabbos The clock for the lights should be fixed so that the lights do not go out in the middle of reading of Megillah. And then everybody makes more noise than they make by Haman. It's a minute to have white tablecloths on the on the Tables for Purim. Candles be lit. Some of the candles like four, whatever it is. Do not forget this much Shabbos to change your clock forward. One hour. Valanism is said, Matzah Shabbos in benching in Maidiv. And when you wash Matzah Shabbos from Lamakas, it's Purim Matzah Shabbos. 
Yosef Alanisim, then again the Shachris and by Mincha. Sudas Purim by day. I'm not going to go into the Lomat Shabbos until late. Sudas Purim by day should be washed before Shkia Zachama and should go into the nighttime. Before sunset and go into the nighttime, sunset is about 7 p.m. because of the changing of the clock. I'd like to wish everybody an easy fast for tomorrow. We should find ourselves in Yerushalayim and Akedish and even have to fast. And the Iker is, should be a Freilacher and a listing and Purim. Shabbat Shalom to all.